0: you are listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the dating and culture podcast focusing on differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley, and you can find us on Instagram at Swipe Swipe West, and on TikTok at ashdavi underscore, that's A-S-H-D-A-V-I underscore. I don't really know of a good way to start off the episode this week other than saying, wow. <laughs> so for anyone that has been a recurring listener, you know, this is normally a biweekly podcast, but I am super excited about my guest this week, which I'll introduce in a little bit. Um, so I wanted to add in an extra podcast for you guys this week. So I hope you don't mind some extra listening, but a lot has happened in this <laughs> past week. And I somehow went viral on a reel on Instagram um, with my, my head bobbing back and forth overlaid on top of a pickup line that someone once sent me. Um, so I cannot wait to potentially be known as bobbing head girl over a pickup line. But I'm really hoping that I have a lot of new listeners here. So if you are new, welcome to the show. And I'm excited to have you listening. For anyone that is new here, I started the show around a little over a year ago now because I lived in Philadelphia for six years, which is also why I'm excited Excited about this episode today and moved to Los Angeles around two and a half years ago, right before COVID. And when I did move here, I had some major culture shock on not only just how big the city was and driving, but the people were very different, the culture was different and making new friends and dating was drastically different. I think dating is difficult no matter where you are, but after moving from the East Coast over to the West Coast, I had a realization that, where you live can affect your approach to dating and how difficult it might be for you. So in Philly, I definitely dated a lot more than I do now. I hooked up with people a lot more than I do now. I think I think I tell my friends I get laid like once a year. I have like my yearly lay. It's normally around Thanksgiving. That has changed this year for myself which I'm happy about, but it's it's just a whole new world. So if you are new, definitely check out season 1 um because I know this episode today is focusing on Philly. Season 1 talks all about the differences between Los Angeles and Philadelphia from my perspective in a lot more detail. And then this current season, season 2, I dive into a lot of different cities across the world and those dating cultures there with my various guests. So hope that you do check those out for anyone that is new to listening. Now for this week's episode. So I start off each episode with a quick life update as far as my dating life goes. And even though it's only been a week, I somehow already have an update. And that's thanks to the Wonderful men of Los Angeles, you know they're the gift that keeps on giving, especially for someone with a dating and culture podcast. so thanks to all of those men. so a couple of weeks ago, I was out at a bar, met a guy, we hit it off, had some fun that night, take with that what you will, and he said he wanted to see me again. I've been insanely busy just with my job with things picking up with weddings and travel and doing this podcast and promotion. So it was really hard for me to find time. We picked a date and a time, you know, I normally prefer the guy or whoever's asking me to plan it, but I met him halfway based on feedback from my last situation with laundromat man. And we picked this past Tuesday and I had a happy hour with a new friend that someone introduced me to earlier in the night. So I told him that I would be free after happy hour after 8 PM. He was like, okay, cool. Great. After we picked that day and we had limited days of the week also to pick because he works at a bar every night until like midnight most of the other days of the week. He was like, "Oh, um actually I'm now going to <laughs> I'm now going to San Diego to pick up a couch that day, but I should be back by 8." For those who aren't familiar, San Diego is around 2 hours plus depending on traffic driving each way. So <laughs> So I already knew he was probably not going to make it back in time, depending on when he was leaving. But I was like, all right, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt here. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. You let me know and keep me posted on your timing. Putting the ball in his court. I go to happy hour with this girl. I tell her I have plans around eight. So we finish happy hour at seven. I go home. Eight goes by. I don't hear anything. I don't reach out to him because, like I said, I have other things to do. Like if you're going to blow me off and not reach out to me, like honestly, I'm content. I'm fine editing my podcast episodes or making my Instagram posts. Like I would rather get my work done than spend my time dwelling on a man that's not going to call me back. So then 9 p.m. goes by and I get a text. Hey, we actually ended up hanging out in Encinitas for the day, which is near San Diego, and I'm almost home now. Which there's a few things wrong with that, because one, you knew we had plans and you chose to hang out with your friends instead out three hours away for the day. And two, when, once you knew that that was happening, you should have just told me and we could have rescheduled. Or when you knew you were not going to get home by eight, because again, it's almost three hours away, two, you know, two plus hours, you should have told me when you were leaving because it was going to be past eight. Neither of those things happen. It's now 9 p.m. I'm already annoyed. I was like, okay, so when are you gonna get home? This man, boy, does not text me again until 10 p.m. At which point I'm already like in my pajamas, tired, because I've had margaritas. I've been doing work now for almost three hours. Like I'm beat. And he goes, Oh, I just got home. Like nothing for the past hour. He texts me when he gets home. And (laughs) I was like, oh. Okay. Like, oh, dang. Like, I don't even like what? Like, are you serious? I do not hear from him again and wake up the next morning to a text at one o'clock in the morning. Sorry, fell asleep. (laughs) I was just like, I no, like, no, this is like I am no longer entertaining or wasting my time with these guys that are putting in no effort and not Like I've said before, like dating isn't a top priority. And this is why, because like I literally had to go out of my way to get all of my work done, to be free Tuesday night after this happy hour for this guy, cut the happy hour like short. Like I was having a great time with my new friend. Like I could have kept having margaritas with her to make sure I was available. And my time is completely disregarded by this guy. And wasn't even going to be a date. Like we had no place picked. Like we, you know, we've hung out before. It was just, it was just going to probably be a hookup at his house. Like, why was it so hard? (laughs) So I, I just didn't even answer because it was so late and it was like a half-assed apology. And then a few days go by and he texts me again. Hey, hey, you. (laughs) Like just total in outer space of like, what happened? I still don't even know if I want to reply because I know I should because I think ghosting's bad, but I just don't understand how he doesn't realize that what he did was so dumb. <laughs> Anyways, that's my biggest update that's happened. And now I have no prospects, <laughs> basically no prospects, but I do have my friend's wedding in Denver this weekend. So that'll be interesting. All my high school friends, um, including Eric, who was on the podcast. So now that you have that life update, it's time to get to what I'm sure all of you have been waiting for, the interview with Philly's favorite TikToker, the one and only Brand Flakes. So I complained about LA dating. I honestly think it's worse than Philly dating, but Philly is sure no walk in the park. It is so small. You run into anyone you know there. Even in LA, I recently ran into two people that have ties to Philly that one of them knew a guy I met on a Megabus one time, and another used to be roommates with a girl that tried tearing apart me and my ex-boyfriend. So wherever you go, whether it's in Philly or across the country, if you meet someone from Philly, you either know them or they know someone you know. That's how small it is. And with dating, that can make things really difficult. So we're going to talk about that aspect, the nightlife, dating apps, the hookup culture, which was insane there and is still, according to Bran, as well as how his life has changed, becoming TikTok famous and how that affects his dating life as well. So lots of amazing things. And I also just want to say how amazing Bran also was just to come on the show. Let me interview him. It's really hard starting off in any creative venture, whatever your poison is. Podcasting is obviously mine. TikTok, Instagram, and just to have someone be so open and kind and willing to talk was really great. So thanks again, Bran. And I hope everyone enjoys the interview. So let's get to it. Bran, how are you doing this Monday evening for you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I just did some yoga. So I'm like all Zen and ready for our conversation.
1: Oh my god, we're gonna need the Zen for this. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Anything with dating. I'm like, bring me back to Zen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. For real. So I have to know, how was your weekend? I feel like that's the first question I should ask you.
1: <laughs> My weekend was good. I had like a really nice balance of like Friday night was like relaxing, went out to dinner with a friend, went to bed at like 11 o'clock, got like a full 10 hours of sleep, which just doesn't happen anymore. And then Saturday was back to scheduled programming, back to chaos. Um, Went to dinner with three friends, got way too many drinks went out to a dive bar after. It was just the normal, the normal Saturday routine.
0: Nice. I think sometimes it's nice to have that balance so you have like a semi-rested weekend cuz those weekend benders like it can kill my whole oh my week God. now sometimes. They
1: can literally just haunt you for the entire <laughs> week. Yep.
0: I know. So, I'm super excited to talk about everything Philly because i feel like philly kind of has a bad rap sometimes like people don't really think of philly as like a hot spot or a fun place to go and 100%. Yeah, and i was super happy to see like your tiktok. That's how i that's how i found you because i was like he's putting philly like on the map i feel like in a way. Yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah, i think philly is so underrated. I think when people think of like the U.S., most people automatically think like, okay, the best cities are New York and L.A. Um, and then you have like a few other like in between. Sometimes you got the the hype for Chicago or like Austin, Texas is like all the rage right now. But like no one ever thinks of Philly as a fun city to live. And I hope that I'm proving to people that like that's not the case. It 100 percent is.
0: Yeah. Like even myself, I grew up in Connecticut. So like exactly what you just said, I was always like, oh, I'm going to go to New York or Boston or even DC. And then I actually went to college um, in Pennsylvania um, in Carlisle by Harrisburg. And I just randomly Mm -hmm. was in Philly visiting friends one weekend. And I had so much fun like in Center City. And I was like, this is where I'm I'm meant to be for now. So I migrated over.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Yes. So talk to me like about how you ended up in Philly. Are you did you grow up in the area? Like what what has you there?
1: Yeah, I grew up in the suburbs, like totally 35 minutes outside from the city. But I never went to the city when I was younger. I was like very like, sheltered i was like oh my god the city i'm scared kind of how like i feel like some people like still view it now i was like never interested in going there and then i went to school in Manyong, which is like 20 minutes outside of the city but like definitely gives you that like taste of it And I loved it. And I would go to the city on the weekends. Like at first I was very like touristy. I would go to like the art museum. I would go to the Rocky Steps. Um, But then like as I got older and started, when I turned 21, I would start going out in the city, which I was like obsessed with. I was like, oh my gosh, like going out on the weekends is so fun. Like I'm gonna go to the bars in Center City, Philadelphia. And I was like loving it. Um, So that's kind of how it started. I lived here my whole life, never like lived in any other state for a long period of time. Um, So it's been home.
0: And I think that's a common theme in Philly. Like when I lived there, I feel like most people I left were either from the Burbs or even South Jersey and they were like, maybe they left for a little bit, but most of them are born and raised and just like never wanted to leave.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so like, there's, for me, it's hard to think about leaving because I have, because it's so small. Like I have such a tight knit group of friends that like, I don't take for granted. Um, It's so hard. I feel like to make Bonds with people, especially with social media, where so many people would rather just be on their phone than like actually hang out in person. So that's something that I always am like nervous about. I'm like, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to move. I have such a great group of people here that like I think anybody would be lucky to have.
0: Yeah. So talk to me about the city for anyone that's maybe isn't familiar with Philly. Like, what's the layout? What's the, what are the different areas? What's the vibe? Yeah,
1: I the, I someone said this to me last week and I think it's really true. Um I think Philadelphia is like a small town with big buildings. I mean, <laughs> it is like this it's the sixth largest city I think in the USA, but like when you go out in the city and you're like kind of in this like small little community of like people who like go to breweries and go to bars and like you know go out to the city for date nights and stuff I feel like you're all you get so intertwined with the same people which can be good and bad but there's definitely a lot of areas I mean like I live in Fishtown like Fishtown Northern Liberties are like most of my friends live in that area which is like 25 year olds like kind of just like most of us work remote, or we have jobs that are in Center City. And then I know like a lot of people who live in Center City, like they work those like nice big time finance jobs. And then there's a a million different areas. There's Grad Hospital, um, you have South Philly, Old City. I think each neighborhood has like something to to offer for everybody.
0: Yeah. And then I feel like two people, at least myself, so I lived in Philly, I was mostly in like Center City. But I kind of yeah. stayed in Center City, even though the, the city, like you said, is really small. Like it's it takes yeah. like 10 minutes really to kind of get around. I feel like you kind of like find your area and it's hard to, to get yeah. out of that.
1: yeah I think if I lived in Center City I probably like wouldn't feel like venturing to other places Um, but I think when you like live in like the local neighborhoods like outside the city it's like you fall in love with your corner stores your corner bars your cute little restaurants and you still go to the city on the weekends um, to go to like the main attractions and stuff but if I was in the city I'd probably be the same way I'd probably like oh I don't feel like going all the way up to Fishtown even though it's 10 minutes away to do something that like I could do over here you know
0: yeah and then what are the people in Philly like, like, do you feel like there's differences in the different areas too? Or like, what's like, what's a Philly per persona?
1: It's so hard to pinpoint. Um, when I think of like the, the, the crazy parts about Philly, like we have insane sports fans, like, I think anybody who saw when the Eagles won the Super Bowl <laughs> in 2018 yeah. or 17, whatever that was, like, how crazy the city can get, I love, like, you can tell when, like, someone's, like, actually from Philly. It was, like, born and raised, like, in this city. There's just, like... The way they talk, the way they drive, like everything about them. It's just like, oh, you, you're you like truly, truly from Philly. And then you have me who are kind of <laughs> like the transplants where it's like, oh, you think you're Philly, but you grew up in the suburb. People get really defensive about that, especially on TikTok. People be like, you're not actually from Philly. Like, I'm just like, come on. Like, I really am. But it's hard to pinpoint like an exact type of person. I would think, though, in general, I mean, what I like about people in Philly is I feel like people in Philly are pretty real. Yes. And that's from traveling to other cities. Like being in LA for a day, even going, I went to Austin, Texas a month ago, going to New York. I think the people in Philly, like they don't really give a shit. They're upfront, they're blunt. I think that people are like comfortable in their skin here for the most part. You know, they don't have anything to hide. It's like, and I think a lot of us, I think it's like 50-50. Some people like love that they live in Philly. Some people are like, oh my God, boo, we hate Philly. But you're going to find people are opinionated here. I will say that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like that people are like very upfront with you, like almost kind of like New York, but a little bit nicer. Like if they like you. Yes, 100%. Right? It's like, you know, if they like you, you know, if they don't, but they're like a little less in your face about it, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's like a New York attitude, but not rude. Yeah. Not like, it's not like that whole like, I don't have time to talk to you like in a rush type of thing. It's like, we'll still tell you how it is, but we'll be like a little more like, straightforward and polite about it
0: yeah that's crazy i had no idea about the the like die about like the suburbs versus people that are from like the northeast maybe or something like i didn't know that was a thing oh my god
1: i get hate comments all the time like even just saying like oh like talking about certain neighborhoods or like you didn't talk about like any of the other neighborhoods like in north philly and it's like for me i don't talk about the neighborhoods that i don't have experience in, right. like that I haven't been because i'm not going to talk about something i don't know or like have the experience on um, I'm going to talk about like what I know where I've been and people get so like
0: butthurt about that. Yeah, I've, I had never even experienced that because like a lot of my friends from Philly were like from the burbs and they were just like, oh, yeah, from Philly because it's like 20 minutes outside the city. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know,
1: that's what everyone says. It's like if you grew up in the suburbs, like within 20, 30 minutes of Philly, like everyone's like, oh, I'm from Philly. But like that could mean a million different things to a million different people.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. So tell me a little bit about the going out scene. I know you like to go out. <laughs>
1: <Just a laughs> I little. do. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. I like, I I love the going out scene. I will say it's, it's probably not for everybody. But for me, I've always been a person that likes to be like a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And I like that in the city, I can go to virtually any bar and like I'll know somebody in there whether it's someone I want to see or not see that's a different story but (laughs) I, I can usually find somebody at any given location that I can at least know and be like oh my gosh so if I feel awkward I can go hang out with them which I love but then there's always you know you always meet new people still um it's still a big city in that regard the going out scene I think is it's fun you know The bars close at two, which I wish they stayed open a little later, but it's probably better for our (laughs) well-being that that's when they close. But yeah, you definitely start to see similar circles. And I would say that now that I'm like in, now that I'm 25, there's some bars that's like, okay, college bars that like, I wouldn't be caught dead going to again, because it's like anyone who's over the age of 23, just wouldn't walk in there. Um, and then you have the opposite, like people, bars where like they're more date spots, like where people in their thirties are going and you know they're starting there for drinks and then staying after. Um, but there's a little bit for everybody. You can go to like a true sports bar um, where it's just like TVs, pool tables, um, just very casual. And then there's like the neighborhood where it's like you can dance and like party out like all night long. Some of the bars there stay open till like three and four in the morning, um, which is great. So I would definitely say like the scene is it's diverse. It has it has something for everybody, and depending on what you're in the mood for, you can you can find it in the city, which I think is really important.
0: That's funny that you say that about some of those bars because I feel like there's definitely like bars like drinkers, maybe mm-hmm. even yep. tradesmens A little. For the bit.
1: first one I was thinking of, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and like those were the bars that I went to when I was like 22, 23, maybe even 24, and yep. then. I'm 30 now so sometimes like you know if I want a crazy night and I don't really care like I'll go into those bars but I just look around me and I'm like all right like I see how it is
1: 100% and I think that's that's the beauty of this small city too which I mean for some people they wouldn't consider it a beauty but like when you start going to a bar and you go there a few times like you really start in Philly you like start to pick up on the type of people that go there like you can really do demographics of everybody. Like there's certain bars, like I know only single people go to, like you go to these bars to like meet somebody to hook up with at night. And then there's like certain bars where it's like just a different kind of crowd, like whether it's like more blue collar workers or then some like bars where it's like more of the finance, real estate people. Like there really is that like, when, when when you live in Philly, like you can tell like it's a smaller city in that regard where you can like see the different subgenres of people that go to certain
0: places. Can you give some examples of those bars that you were just describing? Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So like, I always tell everybody one of my favorite bars, one of the most notorious bars I feel like in the city is ladder 15. <laughs> and it's like, I think, yeah, exactly. Like everyone has a reaction. And I think Everyone who goes to Ladder 15 for the most part is like single looking for somebody to like potentially hook up with that night. I have seen people there in relationships, but like me personally, if I'm dating somebody, I I don't have a desire to go to Ladder with them because I'm going to see somebody there that I've hooked up with before and just like want to avoid. So definitely I think Ladder has like that, that strict reputation. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's like the trashy bar that you like kind of avoid for sure.
1: Yeah. And I feel, I feel the same way about Ubon. I don't know if you've ever went there, but like that is like single basement. Like anytime I go in there, that's where I see people grinding. That's where I see the dance floor makeouts. Like you are looking to get into it. And I love that. But then I feel like neighborhoods like old city, like have more like bars where it's more like, okay, for older people or people who are in like settled down relationships to hit up. In the summer, I've always found that like Morgan's Pier was like very 50-50. It was like people were there with their significant others or people were like, there to find a significant other. They're not necessarily looking for someone to hook up with, but they're like, looking for their husband or like their wife, It's like, Oh, we met in summer at Morgan's pier, like it has like such like a little like, nice little story to it. Like we were in front of the Ben Franklin bridge on the river. Um, I feel like that has like a little glamorized, like notion to it.
0: Yeah, it's funny, because um, when I first moved to Philly, Morgan's pier had just opened. And it wasn't really like super popular yet. So The first summer, I loved it because it was never like that crowded. It was always like really attractive people and it's still Mm -hmm. really attractive people, but now it's- Yeah, as I was going
1: to say, yep, still really attractive.
0: Jam-packed.
1: Yeah, you have to get there at like nine o'clock, like hour waits in line, craziness.
0: Yes, but I will say Morgan's Pier in the day is like drastically different than Morgan's Pier at night. Yes. Okay. Morgan's Pier
1: is so fun during the day. I literally have said this in videos before I don't really have that much fun at Morgan's Pier at night. Mm -hmm. I have such a better time at Morgan's Pier during the day. It is like day literally it's day and night. The types of people that you see there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the nighttime crowd. I think that's more of like, I'm on the hunt type of crowd. Yes. The, mm-hmm. the grinding at the DJ, hard to maneuver. Yes. The...
1: And daytime is like, you go with your friends, you get a table, you sit there for a few hours. It's like much more close knit.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: hundred percent agree.
0: Yeah. And then I think Fishtown too. Um, I know you mentioned that before. That's kind of like a mixed bag in my experience.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. I live in Fishtown and I see like a little bit of everybody. I like a lot of my neighbors are like married with dogs. Um, And then you have like people like me who are just in their like, mid to late 20s single like kind of i i don't want to use the term hipstery but like a lot of people here like are um they go to like these cute little local breweries and these like beer gardens um there's definitely like a a, a nice subgenre of people here for sure
0: yeah well and then you have i don't know if you've heard this term my friend started using it so now i use it the the bro triangle
1: no what is that it's
0: garage fish town frankfurt hall and barcade
1: yeah <laughs> it's all just
0: like center city guys that kind that mm-hmm. come to fishtown for like oh i want to do something different tonight let me go to this 100 percent.
1: and fishtown like is a good place to like watch like sports games and stuff especially garage and then frankfurt hall is like a great place to like day drink with friends so i always tell people if they're looking for like hot guys to actually go to those places because yeah. normally you can find them there
0: yeah and Late night spots. So I know you said everything closes at two, but I've always had fun. Like my go to spot used to be Voyeur after after two AM.
1: Yep. That's still that's still the hot spot.
0: I know, but I was sad because they got rid of the stage. They used to have like a raised stage.
1: Yes, they used to have a, like a literal runway, and I loved it. I will say I've gotten used to the flat level dance floor now, um, okay. and it's probably more functional. So, <laughs> But I 100%, I, used, I was going when they had the stage too, um, and I loved it. I love elevated surfaces.
0: <laughs> so segue I mean, now we kind of have the lay of the land where some of the attractive people are <laughs> so now that you find these attractive people how do you think the dating scene is like i have my own perspective as like a straight woman but like how is it mm-hmm. what do you think i think the
1: dating scene in philly is terrible <laughs> it is the one like huge con i will say about this city and if i am to leave this city at some point it is probably to find love somewhere (gasps) else
0: really i've
1: said it before and i will say it again like if my husband lives in philadelphia like i don't know then i've sadly probably already met him which is really scary because i don't have like even like a top five right now (gasps) of like people that i'd be interested in hopefully hopefully he's moving here and he hasn't lived here yet um, because with the gay scene, it is extremely small. Like, yeah. the city in general feels small. But then it's, like, all the gay people, like, typically go out to either Woody's, Voyeur, U-Bar, Tavern on Kamak, or Taboo. And we just, like take turns like anytime you find a gay guy it's like you look at their instagram and they're followed by like 10 other gay guys that you know and it's just like great they've probably hooked up with at least five of them and it's it's like nothing is like untouched territory in the in the gay scene here which is frustrating um like i'll get excited when i talk to a guy that's like from south jersey and i'm like okay maybe like maybe you haven't been like around the rows here. And then it's like, Nope, still not safe. And I, I'm no different than anybody else. 100, <laughs> I'm the same way. But it, it's so small. And I think that that makes it like it makes it I don't want to say it makes it harder to trust people because I guess in a bigger city, like you can get away with more. But I think that it seems like it's hard to trust people because people find out more. And that goes within the straight and gay communities here. I mean, my girlfriends are living proof of that, like, you will go to a bar and you will see someone just cheat on their girlfriend or boyfriend right in front of your face. And like, it's crazy how many people like will know about it, but then that person doesn't know that they're being cheated on. I dealt with this in college. Like, it's insane. I think that like, especially the online dating, the hinge scene here is like crazy with the the straights. Like all the girls that like see these guys on hinge, like they like breed ladder, they breed like... Uh, McGillens. I mean, they're everywhere. So I think the dating scene here is like pretty tough. I think a lot of people, especially in this age, like, 20s to early 30s like are not really necessarily looking to settle down like everyone's like has a great group of friends and they love going out but they're not necessarily looking to like lock down with a specific person but I will say when people do find that person in Philly I feel like it's like pretty legit I think a lot of people who have settled down that I'm friends with have settled down with like the right person not everybody but a lot of people
0: yeah no I agree with that as well because so I moved out of Philly around two and a half years ago at this point And so I spent Mm -hmm. most of my twenties there and I wasn't necessarily looking for a relationship at the time. I had one for a couple of years while I was there but I do feel Mm -hmm. like it was a very heavy hookup culture. Yes. Like it was really easy to, not to toot my horn, but it was really easy to go out and like talk to someone and just start like making out with them. Or like I would leave on my way out of the bar sometimes. Like I would literally be leaving and just look at a guy and just like leave with him. Like it was that easy.
1: Happens all the time. And I think because it's small, it's really easy and fun to keep a roster. And for those who don't know what I mean by that, it's like you have a list of like three, five, 10 people that you can kind of just like circle back and forth where it's like, if you have a night where you look around the bar and you don't find that person that you wanna hook up with or don't find a person and you're looking for that, pull out your phone and you can text anyone on the roster. They're probably at a bar within 300 feet of you and you can go and meet them or you can go to their apartment. It is very easy to like have like that sustainable hookup, which I think is great, but also bad because I think that's what prevents people from being loyal because it's just so easy to just have like whatever you want.
0: Well, and then what's hard too is like you'll hook up with someone and maybe you do or don't want to see them again. And if you frequent the same bars in your area, like the amount yep. of times I've walked into a bar and seen like three or four guys that I had like slept with, I was just like, why are you all here tonight?
1: Yep, <laughs> always. Place. That is that is Philly in a nutshell. You will walk into someone and that's what, that's what I said, which is any bar you go into, you're bound to know somebody. It's like, that might be the somebody you know though. Is yeah. like somebody that you've hooked up with or someone that your friend hooked up with or someone that was like creepy to you one night. like it's very easy to get these like characters that like you might not even know these people's names but it's like oh there's the guy with that hat and it's like you see him everywhere um i've talked about this before on my TikTok. like there's so many people in philly that it's like i will not know their name i will meet them 30 times and i will never know their name but i i just know who they are by identifying them it's like either something that they wear something that they say or like someone that they hooked up with like oh there's that guy that's so-and-so hooked up with that one night like it's so weird
0: I know and it's funny because I have been in like situations too with like guys like or even women like cheating where their significant Mm -hmm. others like don't know and I'm like how could you not know when it's so small like do people just not tell them or
1: yeah depending on the person People like can have like really loyal groups here, which is like great for them. But like, it's sad that like some people really just like have no clue.
0: Right. So then how do you get a relationship in Philly, a successful one?
1: Well, I would have to have had one <laughs> to be able to tell you. I've never been in a relationship. Oh. So, so maybe I'm the problem. Nah. No, I think I think it's meeting people in situations like. I think if you're looking for a relationship, then you need to meet someone in a setting that necess- that isn't necessarily a hookup. But I also don't want to just say that too, because I have friends that have brought someone home from the bar and turned them into a repeated hookup that's then turned into a relationship. But like one of my friends um, just got recently started dating somebody from Philly. She hasn't dated anybody in like four or five years. And I think it finally happened for her because we were like at... A random like influencer event. Like we were at like a random like holiday party where like the vibe was not hooking up and blacking out like it normally is on a Friday and Saturday <coughs> night. And like you're actually able to like have conversations with people and get to know people. I think that that definitely helps the situation. And like I said, I have had people who have just met at bars and hooked up and then they started dating. But I think it's, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a relationship, I don't think finding them at ladder 15 is going to be your best bet but I have heard people who've done it I think it's going to certain spots I think it's the amount of like and this goes anywhere like I find myself being more social when I go out with a fewer with a smaller group of people like if I go out with just one person at night I'll find that I'll meet like 10 times the amount of people that I do than going out with like my group of friends and there's benefits to both sometimes I don't want to meet anybody sometimes I literally just want to have a good time and dance on the dance floor with my close group of girlfriends and not really talk to anybody else But I. Definitely think that there's a lot of fun and spontaneousness and going out with just like one person that you're close with. And then like you both kind of like help wingman each other and talk to other people. I think that is like a fun foundation for like starting relationships. I think one thing about Philly that is helpful too, it's um, I know a lot of people who have found relationships within the companies that they work at because there is some, you know, it, there's company happy hours. In the summers they do Sips. I don't know if you ever got to go to a Sips. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know like a lot of people, like, especially when we like all got out of college, I was shocked because I've never done this, but like all of my friends, when we were like 23 and 24, were like hooking up with their coworkers. And I was like, how are you guys doing this? Like, I could never do that. I worked at a fashion company where it was like all girls. So that was like never an option (laughs) for me, but I was like, so surprised by the amount of friends I had that were like hooking up with their coworkers. And like, some of them even started dating them. And I was like, Literally, how are you guys doing this? So yeah, I would say looking within the people that you work with, going to places where if you actually are in the mood to talk to people, you're with the right people that will like not get in your way of meeting other people and like encourage it Um, and being in the right settings. Um, You know, you're not going to necessarily find that spot at a super crowded place where no one's really looking to talk it might be easier to do that in, some, in an environment that's more toned down the music isn't blaring and there's not a million bodies on top of each other
0: i think something too well first i agree with all of that i think that makes sense and i've definitely have heard yeah. of the the workplace thing a lot as well but also it's like sports leagues i think are really big in philly yeah And I know I've had that haven't turned to relationships, but at least like I've dated like more than a one night stand, like dated people, like from like a kickball league or something like that, where you're doing an activity together and you're doing the happy hours and it's a little less crazy than a a weekend out. I've
1: been invited to those leagues. Like within the past year, I've been starting to be like,
0: join our kickball team, do that. And I am
1: not active. I'm like, (laughs) absolutely not. I will not be playing sports in front of any of you people. But I think to your point that that is truly is a good way because my friends were like a lot of them on a kickball team in like the winter. And I always heard about like drama with that Um, because they do go to happy hours after or before the games and stuff and you like play against other people. So that's definitely like another way to make like a smaller community within an already small community and like make a deeper, more intimate connection.
0: Right. So another question for you is I know, obviously, like with through TikTok and all your videos, like things have been really like blowing up for you, especially like in Philly. So how has that changed things for you? Like with going out potentially trying to meet people and even date them? Like, has that changed? Like things for you? Oh, my God,
1: yes. It's changed things drastically. I mean, for one, it's very weird. I'm in an, an interesting situation. Because a lot of people who are, you know, come into like exposure on the internet, they're not necessarily like famous for doing like one or two different things. Like I'm like, I kind of built my persona off of going out and like being out in the city. And that was natural and authentic to me, which is why it worked, but it was natural and authentic because it was something I was actually doing and I still continue to do. So I would start going to these places like I normally always did, but my life wasn't the same as it was before. So now I go to these same bars, but now all these people know me. They recognize me. Some of them come up to me, they're like, we're at this bar because you go here. Like wow. Like stuff like that. So at first that was like really fun. I loved it. And I'm not to say that like I don't love that now because it's so nice to be people that like support you and watch your stuff and say nice things to you. Like you make me laugh every day. Like we love your stuff. But it also gets really overwhelming, especially in times where like on the weekends I'm trying to decompress from like everything going on in my life. And it's hard to do that when you're getting constantly reminded like, oh, you're that person on the internet. So it, it can be a difficult situation also. Like I have to be careful of like how drunk I get and what I say or do because, you know, I'm around people that know who I am. And if I act in a certain way, anybody the next day can go on the internet and say, we saw Bram at the bar last night. He was so fucked up. He couldn't even stand up. Like he was, doing crazy shit and it's like that's not a good book. So at some level, like obviously I'm still going out and having fun, but I have to keep like some level of composure and a uh, guard up a little bit because there's a lot of people in there that know me and Philly's a small town, you know, word travels like fire here. So that has changed a lot. And I think with dating, it's really changed it. Dating was hard before. And I think somehow this whole thing made it harder in a lot of ways. It made it easier to meet people. I have like a bigger network. I've like hooked up with people that follow me. Like I've told people a cringe fact about me is like, I've gotten with fans. (laughs) fans. Like I'm not, that's not beneath me. Um, so TikTok has definitely helped me meet people that I never knew existed, but it's also like made people interested in me for either the very like a very wrong reason or like a reason that I'm not interested in them. Um, like a lot of people like just like want to like I've had people literally go on a date with me and then like ask me after like oh why didn't you make a TikTok of us or like why didn't you put me in a weekend recap and then I've had oh people God. that are the opposite that are like oh you're not gonna TikTok about me right like you're not gonna make a video about this right or if we get in a fight you're not gonna make a video about this right I'm just like. I'm a lot more than like this persona that you see on the internet. So that's changed things drastically. And there's some people out there that um, definitely don't want to be in the public. So I've talked to people who who I've been interested in and they're like, oh, we're sorry. Like we just, that's not the lifestyle that I live. Like I don't think it would ever work. Like they kind of take it and judge your whole character on it. So for me, it's going to be about like finding that right person who like doesn't care in the best way it's not saying that they don't care in the way that they don't support this but it's saying that like they don't care in the way that like they don't care if i post a video of them they don't care if i don't post a video of them they just like, want to be with me for me and not like this whole me having two hundred thousand followers on the internet thing doesn't phase them like it's not a reason that they're with me it's not a reason that they're not with me and i think that's the problem that i'm having right now is for either the right or wrong reasons this has been pushing people either away or bringing them in
0: that's probably i mean it is not probably it is really hard because it's kind of like like tiktok is still i feel like so new even and and how it's being used and how it's changed and i feel like how people have viewed social media in the past is shifting or should be shifted because i think like even a couple years ago like you would go on you know you would get someone's instagram you'd kind of like scroll through like judge judge them, you would like get their vibe. And now I'm like, I feel like you can't really do that anymore. You shouldn't because you don't know like how someone's using like, TikTok, Instagram, whatever your platform is of choice, because it's, it's a brand. Now it's a business for almost everyone on there and how you're using it. So if you're like, if this is like you said, like a persona, yeah, like, it's kind of like, this is just a persona. Like this isn't, like, this is a piece of me. And this is like a business. This is a brand. This isn't, Everything about one hundred
1: percent, and I tell people that I'm like, "What you see on TikTok is me. That is me." But it's like seventy percent me, thirty percent like a little bit of exaggerated right. like characterization. I think you'll find that most successful like social media people and content creators on TikTok kind of do that. And the the reason I say that is because, and I've, I've talked. This is a whole other topic, but I do want to touch about, upon it. Is yeah when you want to be successful on TikTok, you have to get brand support, get brand deals. And a lot of brands are looking for someone that can like act to a certain degree. Like they can send you a product and a concept of a video to make, and you're going to be able to carry that out. And the people who can do that best are the people who are able to, you know, perform a little bit, act, you know, like do what, do what someone's asking for. So a lot of, I see this a lot with creators. They're like, you know we have a lot of followers but like we're not we're not getting the brand deals and i'm like well have you been making content where you talk to the camera where you like actually like can put yourself in a situation make people laugh um because that is what appeals to people from a business side on the app but i think when it's dating a lot of people take the internet at face value and just see your page and they just see what you're putting out there and they're like Oh, you're that crazy drunk guy. And it's like, if you really took the time, you would see in a lot of videos that I'm not, that I talk about a lot of other things, whether it's dating, friendships, relationships, going out to restaurants, exploring. There's a lot there. But yeah, the overwhelming piece of my content is me being chaotic and doing crazy things and being out or making relatable content about, you know, those nights that I go out. Um, so they just they just see that and they make a an assumption of who you are. And that that can really suck.
0: Yeah, especially if, if it's happening like after you go on a, a date with them too. Yeah. Like I feel like I'd rather like suss that out like before.
1: My, I will get DMs that are crazy. They'll be like, oh, like let's go out. Like I want to, can I be in a TikTok if we go on a date? Like just like g- gross stuff. that <gasps> like, I can't tell sometimes like, sometimes I'm like, oh, they're obviously kidding. And then like you send a few messages back and forth and like, wait, they're actually like literally serious. It's insane.
0: And is it like are these people are like are they just trying to get famous or something? Like is that
1: like I don't know if they wanna eat. I don't even know if they necessarily want to be famous. I think sometimes they're like honestly making fun of me. They're just like, ha ha ha, like we were with Brand Flakes last weekend, like the it's like a story to be able to tell almost, which is just like grow up.
0: It's just everyone's a human. Yeah, you know, like
1: and I just did a video on that. I'm like treat these content creators that you see on the internet like as human beings. And I think that's that's the really like scary hard part about this like content creation business because it's like similar to actors singers people who are on the screen you're getting that exposure and TikTok is like you can get a lot of exposure you can get a video of with five million views like there's certain episodes of tv series that don't get that many views you know um so you're kind of getting that like exposure and like watch time that some big time celebrities get but you're not getting like the protection, the, the legal teams, the agents, the publicists, the managers that those people are getting, you're still like a normal person, but with an abnormal amount of exposure. So it's, it's a new thing. And I'm I'm interested to see where this goes, because influencers and content creators, they're not going anywhere. If anything, they're, they're the way of the future. And it's just, they're, it's going to be weird. Like I was, I saw a video a few months ago that stuck with me. It's like, There's going to be in the future jobs surrounded by influencers like You're gonna be on a photo team for an influencer. You're gonna be on the concept development team for a big time influencer. You're gonna, like there's gonna be positions surrounded on, there's already huge huge corporations have influencer marketing teams. I mean, 20 years ago, social media didn't even exist. Now you have social media coordinators, social media managers. It's, It's crazy how it's going to develop. So I'm interested in seeing as the future goes, like if being in content and being quote unquote, influencer, content creator, if that changes, and if there's like going to be more protection for them. But for right now, it's kind of a scary thing, because it's like, you're seeing everything and you're exposed to this huge amount of people, but like, you don't necessarily have like, the defense or protection that other people that are normally exposed to that degree have.
0: Yeah, you're right. And one could argue it's even at, on a larger scale, like you just said.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's insane.
0: <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> because I mean,
1: At the end of the day, and it's easier said than done, but I think reminding yourself of who you are and making sure that you have a group of people that support you, that they don't care about the number of followers, the amount of likes that you get, like they just like you for you. Those are the people that like ground you at the end of the day and make you remember that you are a human being you're not defined by what you're doing on the internet or what your occupation is. Like you're just you. And when you like really take everything out, like, and like I said, it's so much easier said than done. There's days where, and weeks where I can't do this, but I always try to ground myself, remind myself, it's just a video. It's just an app. It's just something like at the end of the day, like, why am I doing it? I'm doing it to make people laugh. If there's going to be those people out there that take it super seriously and like, try to ruin it for you, you know, of course, they're going to get to my head here and there. But overall, you can't let them ruin the spirit of things.
0: Yes, I think and I think that's an important message. And I think something someone told me once is like, whenever someone acts out at you, it's just their own insecurities that they're like projecting onto you, like they're the ones unhappy, 100%. It has nothing to do with yep. you. So.
1: And I think that's so true, because it's like, I cannot think of any time that I have watched a video of anybody's and taking the time to comment something negative. same. Even if it was something that like, even if it was a video about politics and the person talking about it had a completely different belief than me, I'm not gonna spend the energy writing a comment trying to change their mind. I'm just gonna swipe. And for some people, absolutely. Maybe that's that's good for them. They wanted to comment something and change this person's opinion or open up to a new idea. For me, that's not how I'm spending my energy. I'd rather spend my energy supporting other people, supporting content that I see, laughing at things and spending my time that I do have on the internet, like to actually be positive, because the internet can be such a negative place. I don't have the energy to respond, deal with, let alone even think about contributing to that.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. And I think you're doing everyone in Philly a service by finding all the hot guys in the city. So. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm coming back to uh, next month to visit, and I'm like, all right, Fishtown Tavern. Oh like, my gosh. Next month.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, there's definitely, I think, like, some really, there's some really hot guys in the city. I've always thought that, and whether they live here or not, they're they're coming from another area that's local. But I think that there is, there's definitely like a lot of hotties here. You just have to be open to looking. And um, for me, I just have this like stupid amount of confidence, where I'm just like, I'm gonna go talk to this person. and like. A lot of people get very, very flattered by it. I think that works for me. I don't think it would work for everybody, but <laughs> it's it, it's fun to just be chaotic and like not take things so seriously.
0: Yes, and I will say after moving to LA, I can confirm the guys in Philly are hotter, despite what people wow. might think, so.
1: Now that I'm sure people are like, what? Like, how can you find hotter guys in Philly than in Los Angeles? That's insane. Because
0: people in LA, it's just, it's what you see in the movies. It does not translate yeah. to real life.
1: To the real <laughs> I life, can't confirm. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to brag about that <laughs> to anybody I talk to.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So I'm not sure if you can indulge, but I want to know if you have any dating stories that you're willing to share. Oh,
1: of course. What What would you like the topic to be? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess like wh- what has been your most memorable date in Philly?
1: Okay. Good or bad? One of each. I'm the type of person that like, I think Philly is a really easy spot to have like a good first date because I think there's a lot of different like restaurants, activities that you can do to like actually get to know a person. One that comes to my mind is like, I went on a date with this one guy, like we had a reservation for like a certain time at night and we didn't know what to do before. And we literally, it was, it was like a nice spring day. We literally walked all on like South street, old city, like just walked for like 45 minutes before the date started. And like since it's a small city, like we would just point to bars and be like, Oh, have you ever been there? Have you ever been to that restaurant? And it was just such an easy, natural conversation. Um, and I remember I had like the best like time with that person. I was like, Oh my gosh, this was such a good first date. Then we actually like went to dinner, talked about more things there. And then like we hung out after and it was just really, really nice. I don't know if this is necessarily Philly related, but I, I told this story on my TikTok. I had a really insane date once with this person that. I met on a dating app, but I met him before he had come to my house before we had hung out. um, And then he had met me out for the second time at a bar. But the third time we hung out was absolutely insane. (laughs) We had plans. He had asked me if I wanted to meet him on a Sunday around like noon and get lunch. And I said, sure. And he started acting like a little bit weird, like a few hours before the date, like, Wasn't really giving me a solid answer on where I should meet him. Wasn't giving me a solid answer on like an exact time. And I told him a million times, I'm like, I'm free. Like, you just let me know like when you're available type of thing. Um, So he's being strange. And then I ended up meeting him like outside of his apartment. And I texted him, I was like, hey, like I'm outside your lobby. And I immediately was confused because he was like, okay, I'm here, but like no one came downstairs and he was walking from across the street. So I was like, okay, where were you before this? Um, And he was like literally like frolicking, like was like skipping in the street. I was like, what, like what's going on? So then he was like, okay, like we're gonna go to lunch at this place. I didn't know where it was. I was like, great, like following his lead. We were walking for like 10, 15 minutes and I could just like tell he was like fucked up. Like, I don't know if he was on drugs or if he was just drunk. Like I immediately was just like, are you drunk? Like, and he was like, no, no, no. And then he was like, uh, like maybe a little bit. And then I was just like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? I was like, you could have canceled. Like, if you wanted to like, let me know. And he was like, I'm sorry. Like, I've just like been going through a really hard time. Like my dad died. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, when did that happen?" And he was like, oh, th- I found out this morning. And I was like, what? I was like, you found out that your dad died this morning and you're like on a date with me at like noon? He was like, well, it's not really like that. He's like, I didn't really know him. Like we didn't know each other, like growing up. Like I didn't talk to him very much. And I was like, still, I was like, that's like a really heavy thing to find out like three hours before a date. Like you could have canceled. But I felt really bad because I was like, obviously like he's going through something. Maybe he doesn't want to be alone and he's drunk. Like he's probably upset. So I like tried to stay with him but I like was like okay well where are we going and he was like oh like he was so disoriented he was like I just realized we're walking the wrong way then we like walk into the other direction to like actually go to this restaurant by the time we like finally got outside of it I like had to make like a game time decision because I was like I don't know if I like want to go into this restaurant with you like if you're like on drugs or I don't know what you're on, but you're not like in a great state of mind. And I ended up sitting down with him for like five minutes and like I tried to guide him on a subject. He couldn't like hold a sentence. Like nothing he was everything was like he would start off saying something and then he would be like, uh 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 like he couldn't complete anything. And that's when I was like, I don't want to get stuck with like a waiter or even paying a bill or like involved. I was like I was having such bad anxiety. I was like, I have to leave. I'm sorry. That was like the most wild date I've ever had. And like I said, nothing against Philly. I'm sure that can unfortunately happen anywhere. But that was the craziest date story I've had.
0: Oh, my God. Uh the poor <laughs> guy. But like, yeah, why wouldn't he cancel?
1: <laughs> but in true Philly fashion, I've seen him out multiple <laughs> times since and I like get scared when I see him. <gasps> because one, I've told this story before I would never use his name, but right. I don't know if he's like seen it. And I feel bad for that. Because I'm like, that's probably for all I know it's a traumatic incident I don't want to like call him but like he also never texted me never apologized never tried to explain I don't maybe he doesn't remember for all I know but it was like I see him and I wave and I smile I'm like how are you but I always am like oh my god dodge dodge (laughs) this I can't I PTSD so
0: so he's never tried to approach you like out at the bars or on the street No,
1: he'll wave to me but he's never texted me he's never like said like about that day like this is what happened like we've never talked about it Which is why I like tell the story on the internet because I'm like, it would have been different if, if not, but no, he's never like once thought about that trauma that like he put me through because I'm like, dude, why did not you just cancel? (laughs) Like I I took like a $30 Uber into the city to meet him. I was like, had my whole day planned around this. I was so hungover too. Like (laughs) I didn't want to leave bed, but I did. And I was just like, what the heck is this? It was a mess
0: it's it's okay you can tell the story it's because it's kind of like like taylor swift writing a song she's like i'm over it so you can like tell i'm that.
1: over it yeah i wish nothing but the best for him like i said i felt bad i tried to stay with him as long as i could because i'm not a bad person i felt horrible for him but at some point i was like you got to protect your peace i gotta go <laughs> Oh, no. Crazy.
0: <laughs> so what's next for you?
1: What's next for me is I'm actually like probably going to pursue this whole content creation thing full time. Um, I think I'm at that point where I've been doing it on top of a nine to five for almost 10 months at this point. And I want to try betting on myself. You know, it's I've been getting really burnt out trying to work on top of having this social media brand and career. And when I think about the moments that make me the happiest and like what I get most excited about and what I like doing on my day to it, day. It is, you know, stuff for, for me, making videos, on posting them on TikTok, doing events, going out with friends, That's the stuff that makes me the happiest. And to be able to find a way to support myself financially by doing that has been amazing. I've been making just as much financially doing that as working at a full-time job. So that's the next step for me. It's within the next few months, like taking that bet on myself and pursuing this full time and just seeing what happens. Um, Also giving myself a little bit of a break when, when that time comes, because I've just been like, go, go, go craziness for, almost a year now. And I'm like, holy crap, like so much has happened. I need to just be content with the progress I've made and give myself a little bit of leniency that like, it's okay to slow down. So yeah, I think that's, what's going to be next. I think hopefully you'll be seeing me a lot more, more than people already do, which is (laughs) insane because I already post like two videos a day, but you'll be seeing, I think what's more important, like a better more fulfilled version of myself that's more content and not feeling as anxious and stressed as you know I do feel sometimes currently because I I have so much going on and a lot of a lot of things on my mind and a lot of responsibility that I'm now going to try to focus on to just responsibility for myself and making myself happy.
0: That's awesome. And it's, it's a lot, like, I mean, yeah, I, cause I, I like posted just a couple videos here and there, just like with the podcast. And I also work a full-time job and even that I'm like, I don't know how yeah. it's exhausting.
1: It's crazy. And, and that's the thing. It's like, when you have to think about what you want to sacrifice, it's like, for me, this is not something that I want to sacrifice yet. Like I've made such an impact within the past 10 months doing this, I would never want to turn, close the door on this right now. You know, a job is something that I can always, I have a nice resume, I can always come back to working a corporate position. Um, but who knows when I'll get this opportunity again. Like I'm never going to be this young again, social media and TikTok is never going to be as new as it is right now. As the years go by, it's going to become, you know, eventually just like every social media platform does, there's going to be something new that comes out and it might become obsolete. So I need to really live in the moment and make myself happy while I can. I'm single. I don't have to think about the, you know, anybody else right now really but myself which is amazing i don't have kids so really just taking that time and the freedom and liberation that i'm in right now and embracing it and seeing what i can do with it
0: yeah and you could even travel and maybe find the man of your dreams in in a different city
1: that would also (laughs) be a goal of mine yep and hopefully i can convince him to leave his city and come to Philly.
0: You never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with me. I love chatting with you. So super fun. Thank
1: you. This, this was so much fun. I love this. Awesome. I'm excited to hear it come out.
0: Yes. I'll
1: have to come see you in LA and see the, the dating experience. Oh,
0: yes. Come visit me anytime. You're more than welcome. We can go to West Hollywood is where um, there's like gay bars there. And then I'm in Long Beach. There's like some there's different type of scene down here. Yeah. But the going out scene is like, it's a whole different world out here and dating is a whole different world. But I think it's worse in LA, (laughs) to be honest. Oh no. (laughs)
1: Oh gosh. But
0: yeah, I don't know. The pros and cons are everywhere, but- 100%.
1: All
0: right. Well, have a good evening.
1: You too. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.
0: Love to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Allie Bernstein, Maggie DeBaradine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at Swipe west. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.